The Our Global God podcast wishes to thank the following sponsor for their support of the mission of One Plus God Ministries. Contact Liberty Chiropractic for all your health and wellness needs. They specialize in chiropractic adjustments and nutrition response testing, utilizing standard process products. Call 937-465-2500 to set up your appointments. One Plus God Ministries makes it possible for any individual, group, or church to go on a global short-term missions trip. You say when, where, and what you want to do, and they make it happen. Locally, they also do retreats for business people, men, women, families, and couples. This nonprofit has a missions heart and wants missions to be a part of your life every day, everywhere. The host of this series, Our Global God, is Vinan DeVitt, also known as Pastor Wayne, director and founder of One Plus God. Friends of One Plus God, thank you so much for listening to our next podcast series. We are so excited to launch the second series of eight sessions in this podcast, Our Global God. And in this series specifically, we are talking about what does God want from His church and ministry in our day and time. And what we are going to do is we are going to look back a little bit to what did Jesus say to the seven churches in Asia Minor in the, this wonderful book of Revelation. And then I am so excited to have with me here today for this entire series. So all eight sessions we have the privilege to have here in the States all the way from South Africa. Anneli, missionary worker for, um, Anneli, how long have you been in ministry now? Yeah, it's um, 27 years that I've been um, busy trying to further the kingdom there in South Africa. Well, welcome, good morning, good day. Wonderful <laughs> to have you with us. Thank you, and, and good day to the listeners as well. I hope that this will also enrich you and encourage you to make a difference in your church and ministry. My name is Wijnand uh, de Wet. That's my South African name. And um, Anneli and I are both originally. Um, I'm also a South African and now a U.S. citizen. But um, so we share the same roots. And my American nickname is uh, Wayne. So if Anneli remembers, I'll be Wayne. <laughs> Sometimes you might hear her say Wijnand. <laughs> and, um, and that'll be very familiar for you, uh, for, for me. And uh, it might be less familiar for, for, for you guys. Um, so we, we just hope that you will enjoy um, digging with us into the book of Revelation. And um, yeah, Anneli, I'm so excited to look at these seven letters that we find in Revelation 2 and 3. And something, I guess, that is similar to all of these letters, right, is that Jesus looks at the church in Asia Minor, so it's the current western side of Turkey, and, um, and then he says, guys, this is what you are doing really well. This is what you are having a little bit of a mm -hmm. trouble with. <laughs> um, this is what you need to do to correct it. And if you get it done well, this is how I'm going to bless you. So just thinking back, Anneli, as you have read through Revelation and, you know, as, as you have pondered these letters, what, what's some of the general 
thoughts that comes to mind for you um, in terms of you know Jesus speaking to the church and what, what does it stir in your heart when you think about how intensely Jesus looks at his church right and then writes him a letter and say hey guys <laughs> letter from me to you in the mail today <laughs> and you open that up and it's like ah you know <laughs> yes yeah it um for me I always bring it back to the Great Commission. So uh, we have been instructed there to go out to the whole world, locally, globally, and to teach people. And I also know that the church, as the bride of Christ, should be the most excited to do this. And therefore, I'm always amazed that from Genesis 1 to the end of the Bible, that all these things can also have an influence of how we execute the Great Commission. Therefore, the things that I read about what he said to the churches, that we can also apply it to today, although um, it was written years and years ago. But um, yeah, just how how common this is and and that we are actually also not separated by time or distance. Yes, abs- absolutely. You know, and um, definitely not separated by time or, or distance, right? I mean, it's it's incredible how you can even travel back in time. <laughs> yes. Go back to Sardis, you know, yes. to 2,000 years ago, and then come here today and say, oh my goodness, but some of these things still apply to us today, even though the churches were, even today, still right thousands of miles from either churches in South Africa or, or in America. Mm, yes. And and then even today, how, you know, you're going to reflect on the experiences with church and ministry in South Africa, and, and, and then even what you've, what your experience might be about um, the American culture and American church, and, yes. and then other churches all around the world. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I think this will be so much fun. I'm so excited about it. We're going to start with, you know, kind of zooming in a little bit on the church in Sardis. Mm. And so for the listeners, you are you're most welcome to open your Bibles and um, journey with us through this. So we are going to start with Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. We, we find there this letter to the church in Sardis. And Sardis, um, I have to share with you a little bit of background about this um, city. The city of Sardis was, was a very wealthy city. They were known to you know, I found some gold in nearby streams and flourishing textile trading that they had, fertile soil. They, of course, you know, this was even an even area. So they had all kinds of gods there. So in, in Sardis specifically, they had the goddess of Artemis. Um, she was worshipped there and she was supposed to, to be able to bring the dead back to life. And, and, and then on, on, the, on the outside of the city, um, often, not, not always, but in Sardis, it was actually the case, you would have these graveyards just outside of the city. It's the most amazing things, you know, um, with One Plus God Ministries, you can actually um, go with us on some Bible tours. And only you have been with us to Israel, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> How was that, by the way, just real quick? Uh, it was amazing. I love to time travel, yeah. and that is exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your favorite place in Israel, well, you know, one place that comes to mind that you go it's, like, man, it, this it, was just it for me. 
Um, it's very strange. Mine is usually different to other people's, but it was the arena where the Christians were martyred. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. So to be there and see here Christians stuck up for their faith to yes. the very end, right? Yes. Yes. And willing to, to be persecuted for yeah. their faith. And uh, I, I can see that you have a missionary art, Anneli. Um, as some, some others would say, walking on the Sea of Galilee or, well, you're on a boat. But to think that mm. Jesus walked mm. here and, mm. you know, that, that's another amazing, amazing one. So, so we, we do that. And then we also take tours to Turkey where you can walk in the footsteps of Paul. And in this case, in the footsteps of John, mm. who, who was basically the missionary pastor. <laughs> yes. of, of these seven churches in um, Asia Minor or Western Turkey. And Sardis is one of those cities. And, and I, I remember vividly as you walk out of these cities and, and then suddenly you're in this graveyard, you know, and, and the, the name for, for a graveyard in, in Greek would be a, a, a necropolis. And so, um, so that's the name for, for the graveyard. And then the, the word for dead would be in Greek necros. So you can hear it, right? Even if you don't know the Greek language, uh, this is not a test, a Greek test this morning, but um, so necros, necropolis, right? And so this city really had the name of we are alive, we are well, we are wealthy, um, and um, we're doing great. And, and it's interesting for me, Anneli, right, how people can so often connect when, when you're comfortable, when, um, you know, when, when things are going well mm. with your farming, right, that fertile soil, when things are going well with your factories, that this textile thing going on, you know, when, when, when you have gold minerals, people think, well, that means that you must be alive as well, right? You must be well, you must be great. And then Jesus says to, to the church in Sardis, I mean, he just knocks you between the eyes, right? He says in um, Revelation 3 verse 1, I know your deeds. I know your deeds. And and, and only that, that's for me both an encouraging and a scary thing, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> mm, <definitely>. Why? <laughs> you laugh. Why? <laughs> because um, you think, or, or let me say it like this, you will sit at the function and the people will talk like they want to talk, and then suddenly they hear you a pastor, and they, <laughs> their language suddenly changes. And I think to myself, people, do you know that that the one that can hear and, and see is everywhere? So, right. yeah. <laughs> so if, if that's the way that they change, I think we should become more aware that he knows everything that we do and say and even think. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, I had the privilege to to stand with a man yesterday that, you know, just something really tough happened to him in life. And and so it's encouraging to know that Jesus knows about those moments in your life as well, right? Yes, yes. He knows everything. He knows even your deepest hurt that you are even hiding from other people. Yes. You know, in the nights when you toss and turn over something, when your heart is broken in a million pieces, he knows that. Yes. But, but also a little scary. <laughs> he, he knows when your language changes. He yes. knows when your temperature changes without you being sick. Yeah. He, he knows when you're, you know, when you're doing your taxes and, you know, and uh, nobody's uh, there to, to watch. Um, yeah. He knows what 
what you're what you're looking at on your on your computer and mm. what your search history is you know so he he, he knows mm. uh, both encouraging and and and, and a yes. scary thing yes. um so he looks at the church and he says church and that that's for believers right so so whether it's american church or churches of africa or tribal church or city church or he knows i look at my people and i really look mm. and i really know you and so he says when i look at you sardis he says in verse one in the middle of this one you have the reputation of being alive and and we understand that very well now but you are dead i know that you have the reputation of being alive but you are dead so Jesus says, when you look at yourself, you don't look at the graveyard outside the, the city wall. You look at yourself like it is on the inside of the city mm. wall and you go like, we are doing swell. Yeah. When I look at you, I see you as if you look on the inside of the wall as it looks like on the outside of the wall, I, I see a graveyard. Mm. I see you you know honestly um I, I don't like watching these zombie movies but um <laughs> the, the the other day Sumeri and I uh, my wife is Sumeri uh, we we had um you know some downtime and we just choose a movie and and it's it's um and 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 then suddenly somewhere in this movie it's an action movie and somewhere in this movie there's, there's a bunch of zombies you know and so I I've I've come to say this metaphor basically you know that we can use as a metaphor that the movie theaters are are doing you know all these zombie movies are actually helping us because that's literally that's truly what 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 jesus is saying here he's yeah. saying you, you're you're like the walking dead yes you know like that movie yes. series or tv yeah. series yeah. or whatever something yeah. like that yeah. right you're, you're like a zombie you yeah. know you are alive but not really alive you know you, mm. you're doing the basic things you know you you mm. want to sleep or you want to eat and you want to you know try to talk or walk or whatever but you're actually walking dead so so i'm i'm just when i hear this i'm like wow you know Sardis no. really didn't didn't get it right, you know. But the yeah. church must also, of course, have thought just like the city, you know, probably a little bit richer church, d doing well. Yes. Oh, we 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 are good, you know. Yeah. We, we look at us, but budgets are working out, you know. We yeah. are alive. Jesus looks at it and say, "You are you are dead." So, honestly, what does this say for for the church of today when when we hear things like this? First of all, if I can hook onto your metaphor of the zombies, having a teenager, I have been forced to watch zombie movies, um, <laughs> is that um, they are constantly destroying the living. So the problem is if we do not well, recognize them as zombies, you become a zombie yourself. So I think... We as a church need to really um, let, allow God to search our hearts and and minds so that we can make sure that we are alive. Otherwise, we will kill those who are still alive and make them dead as well. And what you said, um, Wayne, about when we feel alive, I must say that times when I have experienced physical discomfort, 
like um, you are on the dump site. So part of my ministry is to the poorest of the poor at the dump site. And preaching there, when I smell this horrible smell, I am very well aware that I am alive. So mm. sometimes when we are in the most physical discomfort places like uh, feeling hunger, uh, feeling cold, that's when we actually truly know that we are alive. My dad always joked and said, if you wake up the morning without a pain, uh, that's now when you're above a certain age, you <laughs> must know that you died probably during the night. So yeah, I think that's also something that we can, that we can know that being alive in the sense that John writes about Sardis is that you will probably feel or be the best way of alive while you are struggling, while you have um, suffering and persecution and things like that going on. So when those things are not there, right, if you're not aware that, that there are dead people around you, if you're not aware that there's zombies around you, if you're, n if you're not aware that there is suffering anymore, if you're not aware of people around you who are not clothed, who are hungry, who are smelly, who are hurt, it probably means that you that you yourself are dead. are dead. That's right. It. Yes. That that you have moved so far yes. away from from God yeah. that, that that you think you're in heaven. Yes. That, that you think you yeah. have arrived. That you think yes. everything is wonderful and that's an incredibly mm -hmm. dangerous place. Yeah. to be at spiritually. Yeah. I think while you said that, I, I'm thinking, I uh, don't know if, uh, but Ali McBeal was this character years ago and I, I tend to think like her. I see pictures in my head. So so yeah. God is our um, heart monitor, heart Love machine. That. Love that. Um, the further we move away from him, the less likely it is that our hearts is still beating in the right way. Mm, mm. Awesome, awesome. So, so it's almost as if, you know, we need to make sure that we are awake, right? Yeah. That that, that yeah. we don't go into this zone of just yes. zoning out and, you know, living our own lives and becoming more and more comfortable and therefore attach our being alive to um, wealth, to how great and wonderful our factories, our stuff is, you know, or, or even in ministry, right? I'm, I'm alive mm. because, you know, look how great everything is, how wonderful yes. everything, you know. So if we, if if our ministries are are not close to to the struggle, to the hurt of this world, to the darkness in this world, to the lost in this world then our ministry is probably not there anymore where, where God wants us to be. We've probably built yeah. a wall. We're probably yes. on the inside. Yes. We, we don't see the dead on the outside anymore, mm. and we don't mm. have the smell anymore, and we don't, mm. we, we're not where the need is at anymore, yes. right? Yes, and I think as everything in this world that God also used COVID to make me aware of when a ministry is alive or not, and I can say that when a ministry is about programs and something like COVID hit, you will very soon find out your ministry is dead. When mm. your ministry is about people and something hit, you will find out that it is alive. So you just wow. need to connect 
with people. People versus programs. I know we can use programs, but ultimately, I would the say... programs need to serve the people. To serve right. the people. So By the people and for the people. For the people, you can have an excellent Sunday school program in your church. Hmm. If you don't know where that child stays, what is... Um, circumstances he's back home mm. um, uh, what is his likes program. you're busy with the program but the moment that that child can't come to Sunday school anymore you have lost them but if your if your ministry is about people that child knows his worth in Christ honestly I I cannot agree with you more and and I think that is probably why when Jesus looks at the church and he says, you, you have the name that you're alive, but you're actually dead. Why? His next two words is, wake up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wake up. And, and, and this is so powerful because another thing that's really interesting about Sardis is simply where they were located at. The city was located on, on a cliff. And so this hill that it was on made it inaccessible from from almost all directions except one. So we were kind of like this fortress on a hill, which caused them to be incredibly relaxed. Mm -hmm. So relaxed, so it's so funny, even though the city was kind of like a fortress, you know, very difficult to be overtaken. They have literally been captured twice, twice by surprise attacks, which is like crazy. It's like, mm. how on earth did they manage for this to happen to them? So the Persians and the Syrians at two different points actually captured this city. <laughs> and so, so I think God is also saying, church, you are lacking vigilance. You know, you, you, you've becoming so comfortable. You've, you, you've becoming like a household, you know, in the winter time, um, my wife and I were, were just to, to Alaska, and you know we're already cold in America, you know, in Ohio winter. But um, honestly, you will appreciate this. I don't know what this is in Fahrenheit. Our listeners will have to go and look that up. That can be a nice little task for them. But m minus 24 Celsius some days there in Alaska. The only thing that my wife and I could think about was drinking our chocolate. You know, that, that was the only thing. I don't know how many hot chocolates we had, way too many. Um, we'll drive a little bit and I will tell somebody, I, I need another hot chocolate, you know. So um, it's like you, you have your hot chocolate, you have your glass of hot milk, and, and you're just so incredibly comfortable. So what is stirring in your heart, only for the church for today when you hear Jesus shouts, right? Right, literally, this is a command. This is like, wake up. Mm, mm. Well, definitely to wake up. And I think in this piece, I don't know, in, in my Afrikaans Bible, um, it's uh, the next thing was think about this. Yes. So I, I don't know if, if you just want to read that for us. Um, I don't know how it's written. Yes, absolutely. He says, um, wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. And then here it comes. Remember, <laughs> remember, yeah. therefore, what you have received and heard. Obey it and repent. Yeah. So basically, this for me, it, it's a wake up call to start to rethink where you are and how you are and how far are you from God's heart about being his representative here on earth. And then I think like we have been 
instructed and, and warned also in Romans that we need to um, have our minds renewed. Yes. So, so basically, they will say, okay, we, with when a person um, is on deathbed and they say the brain has died or is um, uh, no longer active, then it means the person is dead. So for me, it's just the obvious thing, uh, renew your mind. So start rethinking about um, what it's truly about because your, your thoughts will lead to a different action or different choice and that will lead to a habit if a thing is repeated. So a habit of, of looking differently, making a choice um, like one plus God's vision and mission statement says we want to be mission-minded every day, everywhere. So basically, where do I stand on this spectrum? And that will build your character, um, which is, are you a zombie or not? Right. Which will lead to your destination. And that yeah. is where the warning comes in yeah. of, you know what? You can have everything, but if you think wrongly about it, your destination is way off course. Yes, absolutely. So, Anneli, it seems like Sardis gets this, you know, message from God. I look at you. And we need to remember God is really looking intensely at us, right? As a church, as ministry, and, and just simply into our lives, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, both an encouraging and a scary thing. Yes. And, and, and when he says, you need to be careful that you don't think you're alive, but you're actually dead. Yeah. You know, you need to be, and, and I love what you said, that if you're smelling the bad smells, you know, if you are close to people that, that are going through some intense heartache, if you, if you know who is hungry, who is not clothed, who, who is spiritually dead, who is lost, then, then you're probably alive. Yes. <laughs> then, then you probably are truly alive. Mm. In, if you're in that place where there's, no, there's never any bad smell, there's, there's never anyone that you know of that, that doesn't know the Lord, you have no idea of anybody that's ever hungry, you, you have no connection to, to a missionary, you have no connection to someone in need, you have no connection to anyone that's, that's in spiritual or emotional hurt, then you're probably actually dead mm. and need to wake up. And so I, I love this, you know, Jesus basically helps us to say, how do you wake up, right? Yes, yes. You, you wake up by strengthening yourself, you know, you, you, you wake up by, and how do you strengthen yourself, right? You get close to the one who's, who's yeah. watching you, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> um, because he's with, the, he's with the people that suffer. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. So you need to he's be He's close there. to that earth. Yes. He's, you know, he's, he's close to the lost. You know, yeah. he, he says, I'm, I'm leaving this 99. I'm going to yeah. find that lost, yeah. you know. So he's yeah. close to them. And, um, and then he is, I, I love that, right? Re- remember, remember, yeah. um, repent, obey. Yeah. You know, don't forget where, where you're coming from. Mm. Um, you know, don't, don't walk so far away from me, you know, that, that you think you are alive, but you're actually not anymore. Mm. So 
it is yeah time for us to wake up time for the church to wake up um, time for us in ministry to wake up just in mm. our lives mm. and so may, may we take this to heart from from the letter to Sardis may we truly wake up and and then blessing follow that right for mm. our lives mm. for for our churches for ministry blessing follow that yes. one, one of the blessings that that Jesus says friends that the church in Sardis will receive is he says you you, you will you will not have a spoiled clothes anymore you will walk with me you will be dressed in white and um, you will be deemed worthy i will not blot out your name from from the book of life um and and i think that's something all of us wants and you know you can imagine this city of sardis that that, that this textile ministry you know that proud you had pride in their clothing and and jesus says your clothing are actually dirty spiritually dirty mm. but wake up walk with me be truly alive in me and and i will i will give you clothes that mm -hmm. that will be truly white yes. that will be truly pure truly holy um and and blessings will will follow friends thank you so much for listening to us um today as we walk through the letters of revelation only thank you so much for joining us if you want to know more about only's ministry you can visit um, one plus god website www.oneplusgod.org you can go to featured ministries and you can find only's ministry ministry through movement ministry through movement in south africa um, or you can just just uh, email me uh, easy way to remember our email address is info at oneplusgod.org and um, we would love to get you connected more with Anneli you, you can also support her ministry through our website and um, so Anneli may the Lord continue to bless you awesome to have you here all the way from South Africa thank you very much my privilege to be here thank you thank you may you all have a wonderful day thank you for listening Contact One Plus God Ministries at oneplusgod.org to reserve your trip, attend a retreat, or invite Pastor Wayne as a speaker. oneplusgod.org The Rise of Him Podcast Network.